I'm Sarah Tasker. I'm Jen Carrington. And this is Letters from a Hopeful Creative. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Jen. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm really excited for today's question. It was sent in by my friend, Vic, and I think it's such a juicy question. I'm so interested to hear your perspective on it. It's so perfect for where a lot of my clients are right now and the conversations I'm having with people. So I'm really grateful that we got this letter to dig into today. Okay. And also a reminder to everyone listening, we are always accepting submissions for letters. So if you have something you'd love us to dive into, submit it through the link in the show notes of the podcast. We are always open for new letters if you have something you'd love us to dive into. Oh, and we should let everybody know about how our paid launch went, right? Before we dig in. Yeah, we had some awesome people sign up for paid. And we've already had a few spots taken for the private letters episode for you too. So there's still some spots left out if people want to get the founding member package where you get a private podcast episode. But yeah, we were building like a really lovely little community now. We recorded our first private episode over there. We're going to be doing the next one for July soon. It just feels so easeful and so fun. And I love that it's so low, low cost, Sarah. I just love that we've got this really accessible way to dive deeper into what we do. And if you want to join us over there the link will be in the show notes it's six pound fifty a month or there's two other tiers if you want to sign up for a year if you want to get the founding member package and basically you get a private episode every single month from me and sarah giving you all the juicy behind the scenes of our business there's a chat thread within that post where we can all connect and cheer each other on it's really fun it's super fun and just the lovely people there you know you were surrounded by like-minded business owners and you're supporting jen and i to do something new and exciting in our business. So yeah, go to our Substack. The annual package works out a little bit cheaper than the monthly and you can go monthly and pause it if you need to at any time. So have a look, see if it's in your means, if it's something that'd be useful to you. We would so love to have you with us. Yeah, should we start with this episode then? Okay, so today's question is from Vic and Vic says, I was dubious to send this letter as it's all about moving away from Instagram and I honor and respect that Sarah has created the most amazing business from that very thing. However, I've been in business for six years now. I'm a soulful life and business coach focusing on manifestation and how to create more magic in the everyday. Over the last year, I found myself becoming less and less engaged and connected to Instagram as a form of marketing. I don't enjoy creating videos. I don't like being pressured into buying a blue tick just to stop my work being copied. Mm-hmm. I'm currently at eight accounts pretending to be the Manifestation Collective. That's what Vic's business is called. And Instagram can't and won't help. But more importantly, it doesn't align with my values of a soul-centered approach to business and life. And honestly, it has been quite detrimental to my mental health as I've struggled with my physical health over the last year, comparing my reality to everyone else's highlight reel. My question to you, Jen and Sarah, is how else would you reach your audience in this current landscape if you moved away from Instagram? I'm not saying imagine it's gone altogether, but more how would you create a business that is purposely not on Instagram when it feels like everyone else is? I think we're told that Instagram needs to be integral and that businesses can't survive without it, but businesses were thriving long before pitches and a grid were a thing. I'm currently on a break from Instagram to experiment and navigate this myself, but to have other people's opinions and thoughts would be amazing. And perhaps a little bit of a permission slip I'm seeking to create a business that works for me and my energy flow. Thank you for considering my question and for always inspiring me when you don't even realize you are. Ah. That is such a good letter. It's, it really sums up where a lot of people are at, I think, with their relationship with Instagram, with their hopes for their business. And what always makes me laugh is when people, like, she's very politely sort of says, um, but I know you like Instagram, Sarah. And I do. I love Instagram. But I don't use Instagram for my business very much at all and haven't done for quite a long time. <laughs> That's why I was so, when I sent you this question, to be like, Sarah, do you got to do this question? Because it's fascinating to me, like, you don't use if I see you pop up on Instagram I'm like what's she doing today why is she here why is she on Instagram this isn't what Sarah does anymore and I don't know anyone listening I use Instagram sporadically like I've had years in the past where I haven't used it at all now sometimes I'll show up there more frequently sometimes I don't show up there at all like Sarah and I have do not have a businesses that rely on Instagram we just utilize Instagram when we want to we're not dependent on it and hopefully there we can have an interesting conversation here. I don't know about you, Sarah, but I find, you know, I've worked with hundreds of clients at this point over the years. I wouldn't even say that Instagram is a dominant tool that everyone has had to use to support their business of right. I just think the noise of Instagram makes us think that it is. What do you think? Yeah. Like I would say, because I have loved Instagram so deeply for so long, I've really lent into like, everything's possible here and I can show you how. And Maybe that's misled people into thinking I'm saying it's the only way how. It's definitely not the only way how. That magic that happens on Instagram can happen for you 
on any platform, literally any platform. It could even be a fairly niche platform. And the tools and the techniques that you need to do it are actually exactly the same. So if you're good at Instagram, even if you're done with Instagram for now, everything you've learned has not gone to waste because all of the insights, all of the understanding, all of the content creation skills even are entirely transferable to wherever you do want to show up. The only thing you need is a desire to be of service to people and to be heard. Why do you think, I mean, nodding along to every single piece of that, why would, sorry, I'm putting you on the spot here, but I'm curious to answer and I wonder if the <laughs> listeners will be, why do you think you've naturally been using Instagram a lot less over, say, what, the past two two years, would it be, say? Yeah, I think for me, like, the, the challenge was done. Like, I'm very much someone who's motivated by curiosity and challenge and figuring stuff out. And once I felt like, yeah, no, I've I've done my work here, like I, I, there was no novelty there was no new challenge to it for me and there were other things that were really calling to me that were interesting that I had that kind of dopamine hit of, of working out the machinations of them so yeah it was a really organic thing for me and, and one of the pieces of advice I've always always given is to follow your interests like if you're not feeling Instagram and you're really into Pinterest then do not force yourself to show up on Instagram just pour it all into Pinterest or wherever so I've been practicing what I preach in that sense and also I think because Instagram is a discovery platform more than anything like it's a place to meet new people it's a place for new people to discover your work but I have always taught and I really believe like it's not the end step of that process it can be a great place to check in it can be a a great place to promote but for most businesses it's not the place where they get most of their sales the sales come from the emails or from you know the Facebook group or from the podcast or whatever it's that deeper connection that we don't necessarily get from Instagram anymore. Well, yeah, I think if you look at both of our businesses, when I look at my business and what are the pieces of like my marketing ecosystem, as I like to call it, that moves the needle, there's, you know, my newsletter is the beating heart of my marketing plan, if we're going to call it that, because I send that every week. That's where I like engage with. And that's not just the newsletter into itself. That also includes the opt-ins and invitations to my newsletter. So like freebies and like resources and just my website, ultimately inviting people to the newsletter podcast massive and I think I I think you're probably nodding along because it's the same for you too podcasts is our solo podcast this podcast resources that we create any form of outreach we do whether it's being featured on someone else's podcast or someone else sharing our work and then obviously we have longer form content on our blogs like yeah Instagram is not the only the thing Instagram gives me which none of my other platforms give me is just like immediate like short form bite-sized content and and just like immediate like someone scrolling through stories and I'm sharing something I'm doing but reach has gone down so drastically that even the effectiveness of that has gone down in so many ways yeah it's not predictable anymore just following someone does not anymore guarantee that you will see their posts so whereas before like that was the end get the end goal if they followed you then you knew you could keep in touch with them now the end goal is I have to make sure my post performs today well enough to be seen by them tomorrow well enough for the next one the next one the next one so the treadmill it's like someone dialed the treadmill just higher to a higher speed and now you've got to run a lot faster to keep on it so naturally people like today's letter writer for some of them it's not right some of them are like this isn't the pace for me for my business my body for my nervous system where else can I still hit those targets those things that it was giving me where else can I get them and she's absolutely right to say that businesses have existed before Instagram they exist outside of Instagram there are many many people who have very small audiences on Instagram or no Instagram at all and still have a really successful business so we know there's proof that it's possible we know it's a choice and of course when you're in that place of rejecting Instagram you can do the work to maybe want to show up on Instagram more if that's a choice that you want to make but she's really clear that it's not the right choice for her it's not the right place for her to be so then the question is where else can she go well I think Vic is a past client of mine so I know Vic's business very very well and the truth and I think the answer to this question is there's two different type of business owners we would be answering different answers to here and what I mean by that is Vic's very established Vic has been doing this for many many years Vic has a very successful business Vic has 
a very established audience. Vic has a beautiful book that you will like. She's a published author. Like Vic's business is very established. There's probably there's actually no risk to Vic to get off of Instagram because Vic has enough reach through her newsletter, through her website, through her word of mouth, through her podcast. If Vic wants to dial really dial back down, showing up on Instagram, will it maybe remove that daily hit for her audience? Yes, but is that even a bad thing? Because then they're just going to cherish her newsletters more and her podcast episodes more. So I think if you listen to this, there's two camps you might fall in. There's the camp of you've got an established business, you've got an established audience, you've built access to that audience in other places, most likely a newsletter, perhaps other content streams that you have. The answer is a little different than if you're speaking to someone who's listened to this and they're saying, I haven't really built an audience yet. My business isn't really in a sustainable place yet. That's not to say, oh, if your business isn't sustainable, you have to be on Instagram. It's more that my answer is a little different because if you're Vic, the truth is Vic's earned the right to do whatever the hell she wants to do (laughs) because she's put in the work to get her business to a place where she's so established in terms of her audience reach she's so established in terms of her word of mouth that there is actually really no harm I don't believe in dialing back on Instagram for Vic because Vic doesn't even probably need to do anything to reach new people her business is at a place where it's so established that her audience itself is growing her reach for her by sharing her work by her word of mouth it might not mean fast growth but her word of mouth will do it do enough to sustain her business for her so I think if you're someone like Vic and you for Vic it's just well show up where your audience where else your audience is like for Vic the question I'm interested in for Vic is where do you sorry my dog is barking if you can hear him my question for Vic is where do you feel energized to show up where do you feel curious to show up and then I I do want to recognize that not everyone listening to this is going to be in Vic's shoes and perhaps you don't have an established audience yet perhaps Instagram to you feels like oh well this is the place I can get out in front of people but I hate this I don't want this to be my priority the invitation is the same the invitation is the same to not give Instagram so much credit I would say to being the only platform to reach people it's more I think anyone listening to this prioritize growing that email list more than you prioritize growing your Instagram audience I would say for most businesses because I've always said that literally it's a module a lesson in the Insta retreat is and now grow your email list like that's (laughs) the next step of this path (laughs) and it's it's interesting because I think what's kind of this touches on is a mood I'm picking up on across the board on the internet, which is a lot of people feeling less inclined to be so accessible. Like there's a real Mm. movement for people to want to step away and not have their whole life checked in on daily. Once there was a time when we really craved that. And some people, for some people, they're still in that place and there's zero shame. I loved it when I was in it. And now I'm really in this place where I'm like, actually, I want to just be able to have my offline life and then my intentional online time as well and so I think it's finding your position within that and and recognizing like how much do you actually want to be around because if you do want that daily contact you're going to choose a different way of showing up you're going to choose a different platform than if you want to show up once a month once a week or something and and get more intimate in that way Mm -hmm. and I'm curious like where this energy is coming from this this choice we're making to be less accessible online and what's fueling it and I don't know if I know the answers do you have any theories well if I'm if I look at myself I share way I don't really share anything about my life at all like no at all like like before having my son and we my husband traveled a lot more like I'd share snippets from our trip and I'd share little moments from my life but I've never been a big I've never really wanted parasocial relationships so I've never really tried to build that but I wonder if a historian's going to have to look back at how the pandemic changed us all <laughs> in terms yeah. of our communication and our desires. And I think, are we all just craving more? De- this must be why Substack is taking off so much because I think people are craving quieter depth. I think people are craving more human connection. I think people didn't get to live their life for two years and now they want to live their life more. Are we valuing privacy more as well as a general, like, like is, are we just valuing more privacy? I don't, I know for me, like I, I just don't have the desire to share much of my personal life but I think for me having a kid is probably where a lot of my boundaries came from as well because I'm I'm don't I'm not, I don't want to share my family life like he, he hasn't chosen to be shared on the internet so I'm not gonna and that yeah. is no judgment to anyone who shares their kids on the internet that's just my personal my own boundaries called me an <laughs> exactly so that's just for me and like my boundaries like I'm just not someone who naturally would take out my phone sure. while living my life anyway so I I don't know for me I think it's a level of just privacy a level of 
wanting deeper connections, a level of, is it also that we've all just done it for so many years? Like no one does the same thing forever. So, so many of us, like we're the generation that grew up on MySpace and Bebo. Like we've been sharing our lives since we were 11 years old, sharing our favorite song lyrics in our MySpace bulletins. Like maybe we've just outgrown it i don't know and i mean and also i when i scroll my instagram feed there's lots of people sharing lots of beautiful moments of their life so yeah it is still there for sure yeah what do you think what's your theory i think as well like well possibly also a factor is that it's just not rewarded in the same way and yeah that cycle it was so nice because you could share something mundane something simple a cake you made or like you know and people cared and people cared exactly and you built community and you were heard and you were seen and and that was what felt good it wasn't really just the sharing on its own it was the sort of reciprocal nature of it and now places like Instagram have got so much noisy and so much more video based and so much more competitive and and kind of you know geared towards a different type of content I wonder if that's the missing piece as well, that then we show up and we put that out there and it doesn't get the same response. And we think, oh, actually, maybe I don't have permission to share this then. And it's like that permission piece has been removed, even though the people who wanted that have not gone anywhere. They're just not able to access it now. And I think you're right that all these things move in cycles. And I do not think this is the last time, the last era of the Internet where we will have that lovely reciprocal loop. But right now it's harder to find. And... There's definitely something about as everything becomes algorithm driven, there's a real like race to the bottom. You know, the content that Mm. gets seen the most is not the content you want to see the most. It's the most outrageous or it's the most the one that gets the most angry replies or whatever. And so we have to work a lot harder on those free platforms to find the quality content that nourishes us in the same way that it used to. And I think that's why places like Substack are so important now, because even news websites are about okay, well, which story is going to get the most clicks from the, from the homepage because they need that for the ad revenue to be able to continue being a newspaper. Whereas in something like a Substack, people are writing just because it's what they want to write. It's much more human. It's not driven by mass numbers. It's not driven by algorithms. So it has that real kind of human intentional quality and you're able to build yourself a kind of a customized home feed that's like reading a magazine of actually really good stuff without the advertising noise chucked in yeah I think the worst thing Instagram have done as a platform is as from a user experience is like they've dictated the rules of play like they've dictated this is what will get reached this is what we want from you and it's all algorithmic right it's keeping people on the app for as long as possible so that then we'll get exposed to all the advertisements blah 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 blah. it used to be so democratic it used to be like trends would surface because just everyone genuinely liked them and it was the first time certainly in my life I can think of that where you know like fashion trends weren't decided by the fashion houses a season before they were just like what people someone bought something in a charity shop and everyone saw it and liked it and went and found something similar and then in the end the fashion companies were scrambling to keep up and it was such an amazing moment in time and it's gone because yeah Instagram seized the reins and we're like we are going to decide what you see we are going to decide what's trending. And then how much do our businesses end up having to follow a formula we didn't even choose for ourselves? Like, oh, I must do these type of posts or this type of content. And then we lose ourselves. And, you know, at the heart of Vic, Vic says something interesting in a question. Vic says, I think we're told that Instagram needs to be integral. And it's like, I think if we all question that, then we're free to define it for ourselves. And I think it's in the questioning of that. And because ask... If you, if you think of Sarah, like the free people whose work you love the most on the internet, say within like an online business realm or anything, and you're keeping up with their work and engaging with their work in a, in a, in a deep way. When I think of my favorite, some of my favorite people aren't even on Instagram number one, but the way I'm really engaging with their work is long form written content, whether that's a newsletter, a Substack, or a blog, and usually audio or visual content, like audio, Mm -hmm. I listen to their podcast or their YouTube. Yeah. On Instagram, I'm kind of scrolling it and I'm seeing different things, but, and maybe I'm being signposted, but the people I'm really interested in, the people who I will buy from, the people whose work really actually affects my life in a really deeply positive way, Instagram is not how I'm keeping up with that work. No, even I'd say for product discovery, for me, it's probably more Pinterest than it is Ah. Instagram. Yeah, and, and I do spend time on Instagram. I love it recreationally. I use it for sort of fandom things and keeping in touch with people every day. 
But yeah, you're absolutely right. And if I find someone on Instagram, this is why I say it's discovery, because I might find someone and really like their post. But my mm. instinct is no longer to go, oh, I'm going to go through their grid and look at everything. Exactly. I only do that if I find someone who's aesthetic and visual I really love and I'll go and look at all their pictures. But if it's business content or if it's if it's any sort of service-based content, probably, to, if I'm honest, even if it's if it's product-based, because... 90% of businesses on Instagram are really just replicating their catalog on their page. And so I can go to their website and see it in a, in a more structured way. I can look at all the dresses at once. So unless they're doing something really special with their Instagram page, I don't even scroll for, for product-based businesses. My instinct is to, to get off Instagram and to make that relationship exactly. deeper and kind of less less dictated by the rules of Instagram like that and I am as guilty more guilty than anyone of compounding that problem because how do you teach Instagram strategy while still encouraging people to keep the self-expression in and that's always been my mission and and I think we have achieved that for a long time like halfway through the Insta retreat we always stop for a week and I give them creative exercises because I know like there's a point where if you get too strategic in your head you stop thinking about what you want to show up as but of course, like one of the things people take away is still like, these are the rules. I have to follow these rules. And it's really easy to get yourself in a spiral of just doing things you don't enjoy, showing up in ways you don't want to show up to try and please a platform that doesn't really care whether you succeed or not. Exactly. It's that link in bio. It's like, it's like, oh, yes. the only people who I actually spend a lot of time in their Instagram content is like, like one of my favorite people to follow at the moment on Instagram is Jenny Han. I don't know if you know Jenny Han. I feel like all will be getting to the age facing where you can enjoy Jenny Han. Jenny, Jenny Han writes like YA. So she wrote like the To All the Boys series and she wrote the Summer I Turn Pretty series. And like they've been made into TV shows and films now. I'm anyone else who's a big YA fan will know what I'm talking about. And like for her, for example, she shares like behind the scenes on set. And like I'm the people who I'm actually like, really enjoying following on Instagram is like behind the scenes of like pop culture things I really enjoy or friends who I want to see what they're getting up to or like lifestyle people who like or like a lot of motherhood content for me but like in terms of business advice or anything that I want to like action on I'm not getting that on Instagram no. I'm listening to a podcast I'm listening to like even like not even business advice like anything like remotely like self-helpy or insights like I'm reading their newsletters I'm listening to their podcast and I think it's you know you you did an and there's so many people listening to this podcast who've taken the institute and found so much support for the institute and it's just you did a beautiful job of simplifying a platform and giving people tools to grow their account but at the heart of everything you shared has always been individuality and exploration and play but it's I don't know anyone who's like I love using Instagram no, <laughs> for my no. business and I used to know <laughs> nobody who didn't like it was weird to meet someone who didn't and if they, that's changed in a short space of time and the other thing that I, I know I've said this to you before Jen that I think's really changed because of our altered relationship with Instagram is we are not necessarily believing in the same possibilities for ourselves because we're not seeing it happen for other people in the same sort of zeitgeist rapid cycle that we were you know there was a point where you only had to look at your peers and your friends to go oh my god Instagram's blown up for her and now her business is doing really well I could do that I'm only a couple of posts away from that being true and that is still true actually like that is still absolutely happening for people but we don't see it because we don't have the same depth of connection with people on Instagram because our feeds are so scattered we're not seeing the same people over and over like it's, it's obviously like a lot noisier so we don't necessarily go on Instagram and get nurtured and nourished and told like, hey, that could be me and I just need to do these small things and I can do it. Now it's much more like we go on Instagram and some people start slapping us around the face and then we put it down and go, oh my God. So what impact is that having on people's faith for their business and their belief for the future of their business and the way they show up and invest in their business? Because if you're not believing what it's entirely possible for you, that's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy too, right? Where we don't, we don't try and we don't show up because we don't think there's any point. Yeah. And also, you know, I've worked with so many clients over the years and I've worked with clients who have had big Instagram accounts, big, big, big Instagram accounts, very successful on the Instagram platform, perhaps getting very high paying sponsored content. They have lots of engagement. But the reason they've come to me is they say, I have a very successful Instagram account, but I do not have a stabilized thriving yes. intentional business and so there's a story you can tell yourself like if I just had this massive Instagram account but I've worked with some people who've had that but it feels that, that, that there's so much anxiety because it feels like it, you're just one algorithm change away 
from your money-making opportunities going all away from you. And so I think the goal should never just be growth at all costs on a platform like Instagram. I think the really, the ultimately, if you're running a business, the job of marketing is to introduce people to your work, nurture them as potential clients and customers and invite them into your offerings. That's the only job of our marketing. So I break it down as discover, dive deeper, nurture, put your lights on. So discover is they find you. Now we've put, I think, too much power on Instagram for the discover channel. Yeah. Because if you think, how how do how have I found out about people's work? A friend's recommended them. They've been featured on a podcast I listened to. They've come up in a Google search. I found them on Pinterest. Instagram just happens to be one of the ways I find someone and then we've got dive deeper so dive deeper is once someone discovers your work dive deeper is that first you know when you find someone you just spend a bit of time going through their world to decide if they're right for you or not yes and that could yes look like scrolling someone's Instagram feed but as Sarah was saying what it usually looks like is clicking link in bio and going to where they're direct if you're on Instagram for example going to where they're directing you it's like if you listen to someone on a podcast you're checking out their website you're checking out their blog content then nurture so once someone's dive deeper they then decide whether they want to opt into being in your world or not and sometimes that looks like yes following you on Instagram but on the whole I think if your business is an online business it's, set, it's signing up for your newsletter because they're choosing to be kept into touch with your world or they're subscribing to your podcast something like that or your Substack, and so then the nurture is really where the magic happens because I've had some people stay in your nurture for five years before they buy from you or before they dive deeper but like that's but nurture is there where we really show up and we really give value and yes can that be done on Instagram of course you can share regular content on Instagram share regular grid posts that can be a piece of the nurture puzzle if you want it to but like we said it could be a substack it could be a podcast it could be a newsletter it could be all the different things that you create in terms of your marketing and then putting your lights on is just letting people know these are the ways we can work together here's your invitations and that's you know the marketing kind of ecosystem I map out in my mind and the process I walk my clients through Instagram does not have to be an essential piece of and there's nothing Instagram can do better than anything else at any steps on those of those four steps and I think we've just given Instagram way too much power in our minds and if it's working for you great like if it's a key piece of that puzzle for you and it's working for you great but it doesn't it's not the only thing there that can move the needle it's not the only thing that can because I know many people who don't go on Instagram at all and I think if we pull the lens out and look at the whole system there we if we can take the if we can take Instagram's power away in our mind then all we have to ask ourselves is how do I want to help people discover me how do I want to invite them to dive deeper how do I want to nurture them how do I want to put my lights on then you just get to decide if Instagram is a piece of that puzzle does that make sense it makes perfect sense and I think part of the problem is like a lot of the time we don't know what those other ways are because it's not as obvious or it's not what we've heard as much or it's not where we've been focusing for so long so in my sell your shit program which was completely born out of like this is the perfect example in fact because I teach the inspiratory and every single round there are whole groups of people who are doing all the Instagram stuff, but doing nothing to sell their work. Literally not even telling those Instagram people that they have a product because they're too frightened or they're too overwhelmed or they're too ashamed to show up and sell their work. And one of the exercises we do in that Sell Your Shit group is I give them like a whole A4 page list of things you can do. And about three of them are on Instagram and the rest are all over the internet. And it's just sort of reminding your brain that there are infinite possibilities that mm. I don't know anyone who has tried everything. And until you tried everything, you've not really failed. So Instagram is one place you could do that discovery thing. I think that's the one where a lot of people get stuck, but so is Pinterest. So is Reddit. So is Tumblr. So is Substack. So is SEO. So is podcast. So is press. So is ads on any of those platforms or somewhere else, even Twitter, I might still include in the mix. Like, even discord like how many of these places have you actually checked out shown up on dedicated yourself to you could pick any one of them today and access the same discovery network that you have been trying and banging your head against the wall with with instagram completely and i think it's this is we've given it so much power we've made it seem like it's this non-negotiable tool but if it's making you miserable if it's not working for you you're just wasting 
your precious life minutes trying to like is it flog a dead horse is that the phrase yeah Um, like you are allowed to opt out of it and choose something else and I I feel like I'm repeating myself here so forgiving but I feel like it is for a business like Vic's Vic you're so established you're a published author you have so much word of mouth like you're Vic like you do not need Instagram even if you're even if your mind tells you that you do just because you've had a lot of reach there and you've had a lot of growth if you said publicly I'm never coming back on this app again all your hell yes people but come and join me on my newsletter list like when you've got to that place of establishment in your business the the power that comes from being in that place in the business is that we get to make more radical choices I would say because you've earned the right to like your audience is going to come with you because you've earned the right for them to trust you and want to come on that journey with you so for someone in Vic's position where your business is very established and you just feel like you need a break from Instagram or you're outgrowing Instagram it's just pouring back into the nurture channels that you're already pouring into and let and trusting them enough for the job they're already doing in the ecosystem and if you want to create more discovery leveraging what you've already built to do that so whether that's relationships you've built where you can collaborate with people to introduce a different audiences or different press that you can get or different content that you can repurpose instagram is not even that strong as a discovery tool anymore mm-hmm. because of how much the algorithms change and then if you're listening to this and you're in the earlier stages and you're trying to get that initial momentum it's like what Sarah was saying list out all the other platforms you can experiment with list out all the other things that you can try if you don't want in if listen if you're listening to this and you're like I love Instagram I'm having so much fun on there that's awesome like I have seasons where I'm happy on there and have seasons when I just can't be asked I just I do what I want to do because that's my personality style but there's no right or wrong but for anyone listening to this who's seen the title of this episode and they're like yeah I want to get off Instagram I actually don't believe there's as much danger as the the platform itself has tried to convince us that there is. It's not the center of the universe as much as we think that it is. It's not. And the fact that, well, the fact that we're dissatisfied as the consumers of content on Instagram right now tells you that because if you're not scratching your itch on Instagram and they're getting that somewhere else, guess what? So are all of your other people. And I think it comes down to like staying in alignment, staying in line with our values in our business. And so in Vic's case, like, her business is about manifestation and finding magic. So she needs to be, as a leader for her audience, making intentional choices about what does she want to manifest in her business life? Does she want to stay in this place where the energy is draining or does she want to go and find the magic? And so I think for her to post and say, hey, Instagram is not working for me right now. It's not giving me what I need. I am going over here. Come with me. Let's go and play here will really excite her audience will be her kind of delivering on her promises and and putting her money where her mouth is about the work she does in the world whereas her kind of bowing down to it and staying on Instagram when it feels wrong would be her kind of trying to squish herself into a box and pretend to be something she's not and breaking that promise to her audience I always think and I say this very openly to all of my clients the biggest predictor of success on Instagram or on any platform anywhere is how excited you are when you open it up in the morning and how much you want to be there. So if you do not open Instagram with that vibe, you are going to have a much, much harder time creating what you want there. So you might as well go and find the place where you do feel that and use that as your starting energy. Yeah, and pay attention, like ask yourself. I think the most clarifying question is like, wait, where am I engaging the most with the people whose work is really my favorite work? And I would guess for the majority of you, there's a lot of people you follow on Instagram who you kind of like and you like following along with them but the people you really love you're on their newsletter you're watching their videos on YouTube you're listening to their podcast you're subscribed to their Substack. it's really interesting I don't know if this data is across the board but I found so obviously Instagram reach has gone ridiculously down right but I was just looking at my newsletter the other day and my open rate has always been in like the 38 to 45 percent range I would say and I don't have a massive email list like I have like 3,000 people on my email list so I don't have a huge email list but I've noticed over the past this year so far my open rate has been like 50 to 52 percent which is that's not very industry standard for my open rate to be going and what my curiosity and also something like Substack is where people are really engaged in what it's covered and I just have a theory that people want long form thoughtful content more now than they want I think we've had so much bite-sized optimized to the point where you get our attention content there were just we're not it's too much for our brains it hasn't fixed our problems or you know that carousel that we saved we never went back and read it or we we applied three the three quick tips and it hasn't changed our business you're so right and it's we're craving something that 
that goes deeper that nourishes us more and we're in a age where uh, there's like this conspiracy theory that the internet is now dead and there's no real humans making content on there and you can see why people believe it because there is so much stuff that's so seo optimized that it's kind of empty or it's so algorithm Mm. optimized that it it doesn't really have that nugget of like human magic at the heart of it and now with chat gpt like i'm on reddit and there are people's comments and responses to things on reddit they're very clearly written by chat gpt we are i think a year or two max away from genuinely not really knowing if you're speaking to a real human or not online like the spammers the people who are trying to grow businesses in an automated way will be able to churn out blog content instagram captions absolutely everything they want to do comments on your instagram that sound plausible and real but there's no real human behind it so we're in this kind of pivotal point i think in the internet history where what do we still have to offer in a world where anyone can write a blog post that has all of the information in that you need about how to do a thing and what separates us from the ai is that humanness is the real person behind it is the emotions and the choices you make and the reasons you make them because the ai is only ever going to be able to make them because it's the best most logical decision so that's why i I genuinely think things like podcasts where it's a real human talking to you and substack where it's someone writing even just about their life even just that kind of Mm. bloggy content is going to stand the test of time because it's the one thing that at the moment we can't automate yeah and so like that question of you know what what would I do without Instagram you do all the things you've already been doing that have been moving the needle for you it's just less immediate gratification than a like on Instagram you know if this helps this is how I see it like my weekly letter every Monday that goes out unless I'm like I've literally just signed off today for a summer break from my newsletter but most of the year every Monday that goes out my solo podcast again I've recently signed off for my summer break but when I'm not on a summer break every Wednesday I have a solo episode goes out Sarah and I every Monday we're back every other Monday we're back to publishing a letters episode so those are these free pieces of content that are consistent for me newsletter and two podcast episodes and I'm committed to them I build them into my work week they're very intentional Instagram I just show up if I feel in flow to do so sometimes I go three months and have no desire to show up sometimes I for a week I feel like showing up every day and that is how I found for me Instagram is like I'm not committed to it I'll show up there when I want to I'll show up there when I feel good to do so but I'm not committed to it like I am with my other content streams like with my Substack, I'm trying to post weekly but it's ending up being weekly-ish at the moment like once every 10 days to two weeks and I think that would be my encouragement to someone like Vic is you because I didn't get from your question that you want to burn down your Instagram account you're taking a break now it's taking the power away from it of it being this non-negotiable commitment and show up in the places where you feel really energized and in flow to. And Instagram can just be a tool that you leverage whenever you want to, but you owe nothing to the platform. You don't have to feed the algorithm. You don't have to do anything. We take our power back and we use it as and when we want to. And I think when we stop, I think for me, I feel a lot of peace around Instagram as a platform because I don't buy into any of the rules or into any I think I just use it how I want to use it. And yes, it's not the biggest needle mover in my business, but you know, I do sell things from Instagram when I share them on there. I do engage with people. People do find me on there, but it doesn't cause me any stress because I'm not giving it more power in my mind than it needs to. And that would practically, that's what I found has been really freeing for me. Whereas I don't feel stressed knowing that you and I have committed together, Sarah, to having an episode of every fortnight. That just, I love the commitment of it because, well, because we know put it in our calendars and make space for it. And that's the difference. Whereas if I said, I have to publish on Instagram three days a week, I'd hate it. I'd be miserable. And I think it's paying attention to what the different commitments or rules we put on ourselves, how they feel in our body. And I just, I feel really strongly that if someone's more likely to want to dive deeper into your work, if they're listening to your podcast or reading your newsletter, then they would ever just scrolling your posts on Instagram. I just think it creates a deeper connection. What do you think? I completely agree. And I think it's really important to reference that, that like the definition of a tool is something you can pick up to use it when you need it and then put it back down. Otherwise, it's like a pet. If you have to feed it and like take care of it and feed it every day, even if you're not using it. Like imagine if you had to do that with a hammer, go out to the shed every day and be like, are you all right, hammer? You, do you still like me? Okay, I'll come and use you in a week. <laughs> like you just want it to be there when you need it. And that's exactly how I use Instagram. And that's how you use Instagram. And I think the other thing that's really good to remember here is we are in, we're always in our own little zeitgeist bubbles, right? So we are all like, well, Instagram was the thing and Instagram was how I saw it happening for everyone. But I know communities online just as big as ours, just as diverse as ours, where it was Facebook ads 
Facebook ads used to be the way. And they're all like, it's no longer possible because Facebook Facebook ads don't work anymore. Or it used to be podcasts. And they're like, podcasts don't work anymore. When the rules change, it's time to move into a different, different strategy and it's time to try different things. But it can feel like that was the only way and that's been taken away. And I promise you that's not true. And I've been thinking as we're talking, Jen, like what would I do if I was starting brand, brand new right now? Would my first port of call be Instagram? And I think I would I definitely would open an Instagram, of course, especially with everything I know about Instagram. But I think if I was in a hurry to grow an audience, I would focus on, and this is purely personal, this is not specific advice for Vic or for anybody, but I would focus on making super high quality, probably podcast content in my niche, whatever I was about. I would put it on Substack and probably have it AI transcribed and just make sure it was all right so you could read it or you could listen and then I would put some money behind it and put ads on Instagram Facebook maybe also Pinterest for the podcast and then people could sign up to the podcast and have a really good nurture welcome sequence for people when they subscribe to the email list via the Substack, and that would be it and that would be my audience building kind of mainstay and someone's listened to that and thinking I don't have the budget to put into ads the other way I would do that is exactly the same thing but instead of doing a solo show I would because this is what helped me growing with make it happen many many years ago is I would interview people whose audience are aligned with the type of audience you want to build yeah. so you're so you, you just audience. yeah so you're and they don't even need to have a big audience it's just that you know that the, their audience is the kind of audience who would be interested in your work you're going to have a great chat together they share it to their audience they introduce it to you I do think audio video content and obviously the platform is like Instagram have moved in this direction but I just think creating audio visual content off the platform is still really impactful because people love to connect with a person. I think podcasts are not, people love to say like, oh, podcasting is dead, but it's not. You're all here listening to this. I listen to podcasts daily. Like I watch YouTube daily. Like these things aren't dying. It's just helpful. People just enjoy, maybe they're not getting as much reach as they used to, but it doesn't mean these things are dying. And so, yeah, it's interesting. If I was starting a business from scratch, I would have an Instagram account, but I wouldn't spend all my time trying to reach an audience on there. I would very intentionally create high value content and reverse engineer getting that out in front of the right people Instagram would just support what I was doing elsewhere and I think that is our biggest takeaway from this and I think for Vic and obviously Vic I know you very well so I I know this is true as I'm about to say this you've got other content platforms like your podcast like your newsletter like your website that are creating incredibly resonant is resonant the right words there like you've got your creating Mm. content that is resonating with people that's moving the needle you have an abundance of inquiries into your business like your business is thriving and don't believe the lie that the business is thriving just because you have a thriving instagram account your business is thriving because of you your voice your message your ideas your word of mouth instagram just happens to be one vehicle for it and i think don't give it as much power as perhaps your brain is giving it because all your other content streams are actually probably moving the needle even more for you you just can't see it because there's no likes on a podcast app there's no comments on a podcast app but yeah I don't think anyone has to be dependent on Instagram in the, I don't think anyone should be dependent on Instagram in the business I think it's a tool and it's it's a it's a piece of the puzzle that we can dial up to support our businesses to thrive but I mean I'll go to my grave saying like a news I'd rather have a thriving newsletter yes. than a thriving Instagram account when newsletters die that's when we that's when I'm going to start to that's worry. when we'll worry <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I, think, I think Twitter gives us the perfect example of this. There are people who built their whole business on Twitter. No one could have predicted the absolute car crash of Elon Musk taking over and driving it at the wall like a, like a Tesla that's gone out of control. And, you know, in a very short space of time, it's become fairly unworkable for a lot of people. And I don't think it's going to be around that much longer. So, yeah, like never put all of your eggs in one social media basket. Use them as tools that you can you know, use and then walk away from. And I think it's so interesting what you said, so that Vic knows what resonates. She's creating that content that people want. And that's the main thing that if you are starting out, you might not have the answer to yet. If you're starting Mm -hmm. out, how do you know what podcast to put out? How do you know what blog posts to write? How do you know what newsletters to write, et cetera? And that's maybe the pre-step, the step before discover on that list you shared, Jen, that sometimes we overlook and that is the thing where you need to dive into a community whatever community you want and just be a part of it for a while like find your voice talk not just on your own platform where you're sharing stuff with maybe a sense of authority but just joining in with conversations like I cannot tell you like every day I probably leave like five to ten comments on reddit posts and it's taken me a while to figure out what works on reddit what kind of comments get to the top and get the most upvotes because they're the most helpful the phrase and the way that people want to 
have them phrased or they include the kind of information people want to hear included. Like my brain works that way. So I'm constantly like, why? Why did that one get so many upvotes? But now I know I can create a post on Reddit and have a really strong choice chance of it going quite viral or at least getting lots and lots of recognition that I would never have been able to do if I hadn't spent that time immersing myself in the community. And that's true for anywhere. Like talk to people, find out what their problems are, listen, try and be of service, try and genuinely make genuine connections that are helping people. That is what you want to then distill into your content. And what Instagram has been great for is you can throw 10 ideas at the wall and look at the numbers and see which one did best and then probably rely on that to tell you that's something people want to hear about that's what I should do more of that's less and less reliable now because it's so much more about well you posted it on the wrong day for the algorithm or you used the wrong sound or whatever so where can you test that where can you test out your ideas for content where can you share your ideas and have them heard by a sample of like-minded enough people that you can go okay that one that one seemed to resonate because it will surprise you and learning how to predict it is a skill and a muscle that you have to build over time and then you can go okay now it's worth me doing a whole podcast series on that one small thing that I didn't even know people wanted to know about because it comes so easily to me yeah that's great advice and also like this is like this is going to sound like the opposite advice but it's it goes hand in hand is like also spend time with your own internal world and ideas like this what Sarah just shared is what Sarah's like superpower is like you're amazing at that and then for me like that's like how I go about it is like like I don't have that superpower so where my brain goes is like spend time like do what Sarah suggested and also because I think I'm a big believer it's, it's really important to be audience focused but not audience led so there's yeah. a the only risk in doing that is if you're not clear enough at all on what your voice is and what your message is then you could just build everything around well this is what they want from me but not actually have an anchor of like so I think do exactly what Sarah said because that's such amazing advice and go into it with a foundation of this is my message. This is what I'm passionate about. This is what I believe in. This is my story. Like clarify your foundation so that everything that inspires you next is a jumping off point from that. I've worked with people before who've built a completely audience-led business yes. and they get so, so dis- defeated in it and they have to rebuild it from scratch. So I think it's a level of externally engaging with people. And I'm sure it's the same for you in the industry, treat, Sarah. Like within my group program, Your Simple and Spacious Business, in the community, people are sharing like, what do you think about this idea I've had or this? Like even just joining communities with people on a similar path to you to give you feedback and encouragement if you don't just want to show up in like if it feels too scary to go to like public communities like joining small or more private aligned communities but also take the time to hone your voice and you hone your voice by writing and exploring and creating and living in your ideas and then get out there into the world so it doesn't just live in your head it's <laughs> and so, it's yeah. like the blend of the two it's, it's so important and you're right and and it's because it comes so easily to me like it's so natural for me to know my own voice and to know my own thoughts and I write constantly it's easy Mm -hmm. for me to kind of breeze past that part but you're so right that if you you need to it needs to be led by you you need to throw your ideas at the wall to see what sticks not just like a list of random ideas that you feel no connection to they need to be things that you want to talk about and even when you find something that works you still got to do that check-in and go okay but do I want to lean into this? Is this going to serve me? Is it going to serve my business? Is this something I want to to make part of my offering? Because if it works and if it suddenly takes off, like you're going to be associated with that whether you want to or not. So choose. I can't wait to see the comments on this episode in Substack because I feel like so many people are going to relate in their own way to fix question. And many people may even, those of you listening who are not using Instagram a lot, but your business is thriving. I imagine it would be so interesting to Vic and other listeners for you to come and share what that looks like viewing your business. Like come and share with us, how are you using Instagram or not using Instagram and what is supporting you to reach and connect with the right audience and potential customers and clients for you. I think this is the kind of topic where more insight will be so powerful for everyone. So do come over to Substack and share with us in the comments. Do you have like any final encouragement, Sarah, or do you feel like you've said it all so far? What I would say as well is if you are not sure where to show up right now and you know maybe it's not Instagram for you, you, maybe you don't even know, you're like, is it Instagram? Is it somewhere else? But you do know what you want. Come and put that in the comments. I would love to hear from people who are like, well, I know I want to check in this often and like I'm a natural photographer or I'm a natural writer. Come and share it and then let me and everyone else kind of brainstorm ideas where you can show up because you know you know me Jen I love I love to talk about (laughs) platforms I love to talk about it so very happy to do that in the comments on this episode too 
Yeah. And also just remember everyone, like it's not your job to make the perfect decision. Me and Sarah have moved our business forward for the past decade because we have not waited to make the perfect decision. We yeah. have just made the most aligned decision we could and kept moving forward. And and then you make it perfect by having your own back and showing up for it in the ways that you can and exactly. being willing to let go of it when you need to. I guess my final word of encouragement is that I promise you, your audience is out there and they're looking for you too. Like whatever you talk about, however niche, however broad, whatever it is you want to be of service for, they are out there waiting for you and platforms can change but humans will always find a way to connect we are so persistent right we are so resilient you could take the internet away entirely and people would still find a way to find you so don't be defeatist don't worry just find what feels fun find what feels easy and start leaning into that and never underestimate the level of delusion that's kind of needed to be a successful (laughs) successful entrepreneur because like we have to be a little deluded to believe in ourselves we have to believe in ourselves more than it feels comfortable to believe in ourselves because we're all building something from scratch we're all taking up space that no one's asked us to take up yet if you feel like you're a little deluded that is a sign that you are leaning into the courage and vision that entrepreneurship asks of you it's not a sign that you're doing it wrong in entrepreneurship is not a path that you just follow these five steps and you get to where you want to get to it's messy Mm -hmm. it's highs and lows it's experimentation and it's a little bit of delusion as we have to believe in the thing we don't have proof of yet and so lean into your it's but I'd rather be deluded and show up with courage and bravery and fail than not allow myself to dream and not even know what could have been possible for me because even in the quote-unquote failure you get somewhere anyway you figure something out you build something if it feels like you're having to have like radical self-belief it's because you that's what this asset was let's all just be a little deluded together would be my encouragement and, and in the end it turns out you were never deluded and you were right all along exactly but it'll feel like delusion at the time and that's the scary thing because we're all terrified of being that person on the x factor who thinks they can sing and it turns out <laughs> no one's ever told them that they're bad but that's not what's happening here like and it's okay to try it's okay to be seen to try it's okay to be seen to fail yeah. like yeah 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 would you rather be somebody who stayed where it was safe and never made an effort or would you rather just get out there and get in the arena and have a go and maybe have a chance for achieving everything you're dreaming of yeah oh I love diving into this topic keep sending your questions in come on over to Substack if you want to share your thoughts in this episode you can join us for the paid tier as well if you'd love a bit more community and if you'd love to get the private monthly episode and yeah we we're having so much fun recording this show again thank you for welcoming us into your podcast feed I thought as well I might drop in for our paid members. I might share that list from Tell Your Shit, you know, of just like oh, all the ideas of marketing activities just to give people an idea of everything that's still possible for them. So if you're on the paid tier, if you want to join, you'll see that show up as a paid member post in the next few days. Perfect. Well, submit questions if you have any. We love diving into these letters. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. We will see you over on Substack soon. And thank you for recording today, Sarah. I always thank love doing you. this with you. Have an awesome week, everyone. Bye. Bye. You can join us at lettersfromahopefulcreative.com and on social media. So on Instagram, I'm at me and Orla. And you'll find me at jencarrington underscore. We are going to be sharing new episodes. So if you've liked what you've heard so far, hit subscribe in your podcast app and be sure to leave us a review because it will help other people find the show. Yeah, and we can't wait to connect with you soon.